0: to combustible. In this episode, we'll be talking about the audio traffic from the April 17th Southwest Airlines flight, where one of the two engines on a Boeing 737 came apart mid-flight, disabling the plane at 30,000 feet and killing one passenger. Captain Tammy Jo Schultz's calm demeanor, exhibited in her radio traffic, has rightfully gained her admiration from the airline industry, as well as everyday people who don't necessarily comprehend how large emergencies like this evolve. In this episode, we'll be talking about how Captain Schultz's example of good communication can be applied to the fire ground. For the benefit of anyone who hasn't heard the audio, we encourage you to go to our Facebook page for the link or to listen to it on the Internet before our
1: discussion. How,
2: about, how, how important is it to be calm, cool, and collected? Yep. So my,
1: my thoughts were what I wanted to discuss is with this, uh, everybody's heard it now, we got great feedback on social media when we posted it out there, the video of... Uh, the airplane had failure of a motor blew up somebody possibly was getting sucked out of a window and the pilot stayed so composed now she some of the things that have come up station talk is well she has a lot of training she did air force time so she's very well prepared but how did that differ from us we're no different and then <coughs> so we'll get out to an actual incident And the radio traffic doesn't really reflect our training and our preparation. And we didn't have a catastrophic failure at 30,000 feet that can not only cost you your life, but the life of, you know, let's say 100 occupants of that plane, a real catastrophic failure. So I'm talking about during your bread-and-butter fires and that type of stuff that should be more controlled. Sometimes we don't keep our composure, and this uh, captain is flying this plane and you would never be able to tell in her voice that something was catastrophically wrong as a matter of fact the uh, tower had a little bit more panic Mm -hmm. in his demeanor than she did so how do you feel that Mm -hmm. are we missing something should we be enhancing something why is it that we have those type of issues i'm gonna end
0: up sounding like a jerk here but we might as well start that way yeah. for the
1: first time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: I don't want to take anything that away bill. from I yeah, hardly, Bill. I don't want to take it anything away from the the effort. I mean, it was a it was a good effort, and I, I think it was great communication. But I, when I heard it, the first thing that popped in my head was, you know, that pilot is so removed from what's going on in the back of the plane. You know, because the the real you've got an engine failure, yes. But the fact that a, a, a passenger was sucked out of a window partially or whatever is really kind of inconsequential as far as landing the plane. They're in the cockpit. They're away from all of that. She's concentrating on yeah, what she's got in front of, of her. She's looking at her her uh, her what is it? It's not a dashboard. It whatever instrument panel. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She's looking at that stuff, and you're right. She's revo- uh, resorting back to her her training, but. I'm not trying to take anything away from her, but I think the physical separation is a is a big deal because if we're trying to uh, relate it back to the fire service, more often than not,
1: we're dealing with stuff that's right in front of us. You're a battalion chief in a car, disconnected. You're not in the interior structure. You're sitting outside in a. In, 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 I'm looking at it. On the
3: radio. Either you talking at about it. like when he's on scene. I'm
1: looking right. at it. I'm smelling there. it. I know the people involved. Okay, she's in a plane, thirty thousand feet up Why in the is, air, right, and one of her I'm motors mo- just here's, failed.
0: Here's where I'm going to be a jerk. Why is thirty thousand an issue? Everybody says they're
1: thirty thousand feet up. If they were a hundred feet up, it's the same he, emergency. Human psyche. Human psyche. A single a single family residential structure. Uh, Let's get into
2: the minutia here.
1: <laughs> versus just, a high rise building, there's. I'm a, you know am not trying you, to it, take it away from it. The
2: human it. Psyche. it sounds like you are.
0: Yeah. No, a I'm just bit. I'm just making the argument that I don't know that. I, I don't think that it's as relatable to the fire service because there is a, a definite distinction between the... Um,
2: Physical separation and the...
1: The environment that they were operating so, in. So I like to get uh, hatches and Shane's thoughts on it because I think it is so connected to the fire service okay. that it, when I saw it, immediately... It was similar to another event that we we we've talked about in the past that we took place, and I'm like, this is so applicable to us in the fire service. Go ahead, Shane. Yeah, they <laughs> they can't see those facial expressions. Shane, it's not coming through.
2: Oh my goodness! Um... <laughs> you got to do better than, than Bill.
1: Yeah, this lady's
3: the Yeah, and I think I understand what Bill's doing. I what what Bill What saying, you know, just, she's focused on the mechanics of it, and and just the situation at hand. She's just dealing with instrumentation. She's unplugged herself from the uh, what's going on back there. Right. She's just literally looking at the mechanics of the situation. I can I could see that. She did say very stay very very calm through that thing. She was did, extremely impressive. calm. And down. you said something just second ago. You like her training. I don't know. If, you know, we had a one of our. Um, post on there talks specifically about how we do a poor job on doing that stress training you know that mm-hmm. stress management which i agree <clears throat> i don't know if i 100 percent agree with every part of it but i agree there should be some focus on stress management communication that mind what you know what you're trying to make happen under that as close to the stress as you can in a simulation type situation that's where it gets difficult to be at the fire academy or at your station or whatever and create this environment that's truly like the fire scene you know what i mean it's just it's difficult so you have to come up with some other way to create these stressors to
1: paint the box for you years and years ago i had boxes
2: or pictures okay
1: potatoes potatoes what's that uh country that you named last time
2: switzerland
1: switzerland now I'm lost. Yeah, you had, you were in that podcast, Bill. You got to remember that. Yeah, that's a switch hitter podcast.
2: Oh, right.
1: <laughs> so, to paint the picture, when they train, and because I've been privileged to go uh, a long time ago to, to see where it is that they train, I was in the security business and we'd secure those uh, places in Miami. It's a plane that's on the ground. It's basically a video game that gives you very lifelike scenario of what would happen, and you're, you're programmed into muscle memory to react a certain way. For me, we do the same exact thing when we do our live burns. We're sending somebody into a structure, there's a certain radio traffic, all these things are going on. We are creating these same. <laughs>
3: Hatches. <laughs> Neighbor's busy this <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to it earlier, and I was
2: like, man, is that guy coming in here with the mower? Is, I think it, the mower? is there
1: a plane going down right something. now because of Bill's comments in your backyard?
2: All right, so focus let's, back on it. I, I'm
1: looking it. at it, and I'm saying it is the same exact thing that uh-huh. they are training in a controlled environment, but they have to react a certain way to build a muscle memory. So for us, we do the same thing, and we train. Even outside of the academy where you set up a scenario, people show up and your one's on the scene, we're establishing command, so on and so forth. Then you get an actual working incident. You got your battalion, your same things that are going to happen, and the radio traffic is horrific. We've done it before. We've trained on it. This is probably her first time where she's actually encountered this type of catastrophic failure. So for me, it's so similar to what we do because unlike her, we actually have the event happening often. The structure fires are happening often, but we spoke in previous previous podcasts where I like to listen to all the radio traffic for the department just so to see where, where we're at. Why is our communication sometimes all over the place like it is when we have trained and we have experienced this fire before, but the radio traffic does not reflect that professionalism like it does with her? That, that composure that she has, and I say thirty thousand feet. To me, that's the difference between a single-story residential structure and a high-rise. I mean, it's when you're that high up in there, there's a lot more room. And I don't know, but that's what I'm. That's where I'm correlating it to is how we train, and then the radio traffic can I be trained. I'd like a to
2: answer that question right there. Awesome in my perspective for the fire service. So, radio traffic. If we have a seat rider, is that that individual's job? Is that what we hired them to do? Now, we most likely hire them to be a firefighter, right?
0: Great.
2: Learn how to catch the plug. Learn how to do this. Now, we're giving them another role. We're giving them this role. It's not something they do every day. And how many times do we have captains ride up or everybody's working at a class because they have to learn multiple? She doesn't do anything else but do that.
1: That's a perspective I didn't think of. So That, you know, that, that, that is yeah. her
2: sole role. They're, we're not trying to maximize and do two different things. Yeah, she's not that,
1: out backhanding out peanuts. Her job is to fly that plane.
2: Absolutely. So think about firefighters. We ask them to not only know their positions in the back, pulling hose, catching hydrants. We ask them to drive and to do that competently and ride the seat in charge and talk on the radio competently. Is it any wonder that we are overtaxing their abilities and we're going to have a you know, little bit of downfalls on some of that? And then I think... For us, or people that do do this all the time, go here. Go Shane's tapping yeah. his chin. And, and, and <laughs> so. what
1: I'm going to do for those of you that are not here, oh, you too, Shane, it. if you'll reenact <laughs> that because this is just this is typical Shane under thought. That is good. Go ahead and go to our Facebook page. And this is him. so,
2: think about that for if you're an officer, whether it be a, a captain, lieutenant, or you know, a, a chief. Think about how much quality you need to put into your radio transmissions because. The person is learning how to ride, to ride the seat by parroting what we do. This is that's that's the, their example that they're using. And so if we're kind of haphazard about it and we, we're not really doing it that well, they're gonna do the same thing. And they're gonna revert back to what their comfort level is. When things go nuts, most of them stop talking. They can get involved, they start actually getting hands-on and stop talking to us. And that's when we actually need to pull back and be a little bit more of command, or not command, but you know, be those eyes for us. And I think that's what she did. You know, she stayed separated. She didn't engage and go back and check out the window and see how the passengers were doing. She stayed engaged into the problem at hand and never deviated.
1: So i got to tell you from from people at my level, from uh, individuals that are at my level in the fire department, you know, company officers and all that, that explanation makes perfect sense and makes me a lot more tolerant to some of the radio traffic deficiencies that I hear because I can get quite critical on it but I've never really thought about it from that perspective that you know we do so many things we have to give each other a little bit of leeway because that pilot does nothing but fly the plane I honestly never thought about it like that which for me that just had a a huge impact to go yeah that's true there's a lot of responsibilities we have so we can't expect perfection on everything the radio traffic can get a little wiry sometimes. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, that that like just a, hit something with me that makes perfect it sense. It be like
2: a TGI Friday's where they have, like, you know, a thousand things on the menu and they don't make any of them well. Or it could be like a place that goes to and they make five things and they make them, ex, you know, extremely well. And that's what we we ask them to do a lot all the time. You yeah. know, we're asking them to do it at a high level, under stress, you know, sometimes with little preparation. I think we
1: ask too much. Well, we, I, I think we've just... Sorry, Friday's. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think there's... <laughs> there's two things we've, that we've uh, done is we've definitely elaborated and, and thank you on that comment because that really does change my perspective and secondly is TGI Friday will never be a sponsor <laughs> this, this podcast <laughs> is brought to you by TGI Friday yeah, that's, that's right, right. as <laughs> matter of fact I went to James.
2: the first date with my wife at a TGI Friday so I have to thank them for that
0: <laughs> Shane you, you want to add anything on the no I'm taking notes you're taking this notes really got Shane me
2: thinking about you have something. two you yeah. have two
1: <laughs> big chief stuff going you on right here.
2: You type on that one, dude.
3: Yeah, I like to type on this one. That one, I have to do the... <laughs> this one, I actually type. Well, you one know,
1: I would take note on that because honestly, I've never seen it from that perspective. And this is a great example of if somebody brings information to you and you truly open and not close, but open to ideas and dialogue over 15 years of, uh, uh, of service with an idea and now... My perspective just totally changed to oh, yeah. have. He's never statement. thought about it like that. Yeah,
3: you know we've been focusing a lot Rockstar. right now on unit utilization rates. It immediately made me think. God, what if we were to look at that positional unit, utilization rates? Like if a senior firefighter really we want them to do this based on their job description. How often are they actually doing that? And how often are they riding up? And is that some indicator that we failed to see that we can right. see, maybe we're not creating the right staffing matrix? You know what I mean? Right. I totally went like on another.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that that, like, that falls. Yeah, that's a good no, thing. I that, that about like I that. think that's probably the, the we root want of the you positions, not just Which the one is, we hired yeah, you for. I'm not going
3: to say that. that's so unfair because I don't want to get into the whole unfair thing, but man, it, it, we want you to be proficient, but we really don't.
2: But even if it's your your paid position, you know, you're a captain or whatever, we ask the captains to ride the car. And so they still have to split their time and expertise between doing both. Right. You know, it's, I don't know any role within the fire service that said this is all you're going to do.
1: Yeah, even within position. So actually, you hit, in my opinion, the root of it because.
3: Firefighter, a basic firefighter. What about him? He gets to be a firefighter. We're not no. asking him well, to be. Well, not those driving. we, we the no. red yep. We might. We don't make them do it. Yeah, but, but even, even as sit sh- back and not
1: do it. Even as a basic firefighter, you have we a ton us. of responsibilities. You're doing firefighting. You got the EMS component of it. You got tech. There, we we multitask. That's what we do. We have a lot of things. So it actually makes perfect sense to go. We do so much versus actually, you just fly probably even one type of plane the majority of the time. This is the plane you're flying back and forth, and not to diminish at all, because I have a huge amount of respect for what took place there. Leave that s- to me. Yeah, yeah that was Bill's <laughs> job. Denouncer. You'll probably, probably get a phone call. She's listening. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> airline's
2: not going to support us either. I think where right. we were originally
3: going was she was calm. And, she and was, was calm. I don't disagree so she was with that. At 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 all. And it is good for us on the fire ground because it creates a nice environment for it, it, everybody.
1: It, what it does, it creates a very... I don't want to say professional, but, you know, they say one person gets. It absolutely Absolutely. does. It absolutely does. So, uh, but if you get down to the root of it, I think you just hit it, Hatch, because we do a lot in the fire service. I don't care what level. Even as a recruit, uh, a new rookie at the station, you have a lot of things to do. So maybe it's too much of an expectation to say, hey, we're going to want that perfect radio traffic. Well, you know, mean, we have a lot.
2: It's something we work on, but how often will we give them some kind of training example? You know, I right, pull this hose and we're all standing out there. How much do we have them actually talk on the radio?
0: Correct.
2: How much do we actually have them get sized up and stuff like that? Usually we'll do it. We'll be sitting around like we're doing now and looking at a YouTube video and we'll do it that way. But there's no stress, no gear. I mean, think about how many times you've changed what pocket you or how you wear your radio. Under my coat, with the mic hanging out, in a strap, in the coat pocket, or whatever. And you may change it based on the position you're riding that day. As a driver, I wear it this way. As an officer, I ride it this Absolutely. way. Absolutely. You know, and if you're not constantly evaluating the best way to get your job done, you're not being a professional, in my opinion. And so just going back to that, you know, when they ride in those positions and they're riding up and they're trying to think of, you know, how are we going to do it? When we're training and we're going out there, we should be doing things to make their, you know, I know they don't want to put a mask on. Put a mask on because you need to figure out what's the best place to put the microphone. How's it going to... You know, these guys need to learn to cover the microphone and have feedback. There's nothing that drives me more crazy than the feedback that comes back when somebody's trying to make a, an important radio transmission and somebody's too lazy just to cover the mic. You know, the standard right next to you. It's great that everybody has radios, but if it's not being used effectively, what's the point?
1: Yeah. Bill, you, you, you're going to hit back with anything? or No, I mean,
2: I, I want to...
0: I think maybe I would just want to make sure that everybody understands that I, I agree that good communication's important. I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying. I just, I thought when I listened to it, that was the one thing that jumped out at me that's the difference between our fire scenes. And, and I mean, we've had battalion chiefs who have said, the, the best fire I ever ran was the one that I stayed in the car and ran, you know, without looking at the fire. I was, you know, a block down the road.
2: I had she said it too. I said, "Who said it was your best?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, yes, for radio communication, that was probably the best you could have done is isolate yourself and just deal with the radio. But um, our fire scenes, and and I don't, I think there's a difference between comparing radio communication in what she was doing with a fire scene. I think the comparison for us would be what she was doing to a Mayday, you know. It's not the regular communication, it's the communication in that catastrophic incident, which mm-hmm. her normal communication I'm sure is great, you know. Right. She sits and she does nothing but talk to air traffic controllers for most of her working career, you know, negotiating airspace, but um I just the, the physical separation was the thing that Immediately, kind of jumped out to me that was a, a distinguishing thing, and I also want to make sure that everybody listening understands the tenth man uh, idea. So, yeah, yeah. we know you fully adopted
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> we always gonna have one guy that disagrees with everybody else. That's Can right. now and then, could you be one through nine? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that's happens. he has to be. I'm gonna, two be an, I'm gonna be an eight
0: today.